welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. We have a very special episode. Say hello, everyone. What's up? Hello. Hello. And that fourth hello is our special guest um, appearance or guest star, Moose's sister, Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. What an honor. You are going down in history as the first ever guest on Ballers, Beers, and Banter. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Well, we're really excited to have you. We know you've been an avid listener since the beginning, and you've been pushing for a listener league, and uh, we're really excited to have you you know, in pseudo studio and uh, partake in, in the broadcast and the podcast. Welcome. So at any point, yeah, and any point, if you have a question, Lauren, uh, chime in, and uh, if you want to partake or, or give any commentary throughout, you're more than welcome. Is that cool? Okay, that's cool. Thank you very much. All right. What are you guys drinking today? Ooh, for me, I, I'm a couple of beers in already. I've come from um, a bar where they serve artisanal beers. I've had uh, a couple pints, and now I'm back on the old Michelob Ultra. Oh, God. So, first of all, a couple beers in already based on our uh, pre-podcast meeting. Uh, getting a little feisty already. I'm excited about it. Um, I would have figured you'd be coming straight from training, Anthony, since you're, you know, training for your celebrity boxing match. Um, well, I, I'm prepared to take on whoever. I, I barely need any prep time, but oh wow, um, big my words. other Maybe job you that I take on Lev Bell. Ooh, I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Lev Bell. I don't really want to take him on, but I don't know. Uh, what players are like talking crap in the league right now? You mean uh, in our own leagues? No, not in, in the league. It's like an like NFL, NFL player, like oh, who okay. I can take. Well, you think about I need to that. take um, on somebody that's old. Uh, <laughs> Moose, how about you? What are you drinking? Any suggestions for Anthony to fight somebody well, in a celebrity boxing match? I uh, I went digging deep to the back of the alcohol cabinet, and I found something go. that's called a, well, Marking Man's Porter, an English-style dark ale by the Heineker Brewing Company. Good lord. That yeah. sounds that sounds very intriguing. Is it delicious? Um, it, it's okay. What did I say? Did I say it was called the Marking Man's? Oh, sorry. It's it's in this old English writing. Uh, I'm being told now that it's the Working Man's Porter. Oh, thanks, Lauren. It's a good thing Lauren's here. Keep you in check. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think Moose has had a few before as well. Yeah, geez, Louise. <laughs> well, I'm on my. I, first... I haven't. This is what's embarrassing. <laughs> I did have a bit of a spicy curry, so maybe. Uh, Oh, that'll, yeah, that'll, that'll get you. Me see blurry, Goodness blurry. gracious. Uh, I am on my first beer, you'll be happy to know. And I'm drinking another um, Victoria Brewery, Driftwood Brewery beer. And it's mm. called Crooked Coast. And it is delicious. I'm not sure what style it is, to be honest. But man, is it good. And the 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 microbrewery beers in Victoria are all about the the labels. The labels look so cool. Maybe we'll take a picture of it and put it up on the Instagram. Oh, it's, you got to have cool art on your labels. It can't just be about the beer. And Lauren is not drinking anything. Why aren't you drinking anything, Lauren? It's okay to tell us. Because I'm breastfeeding a three a newborn a child. Baby. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. Yes. We're uh, very happy for you. New new mom. So congratulations <laughs> yeah. to you. I mean, yeah. I feel like me, Moose, and Anthony were probably breastfed on, on alcohol and on <laughs> beer. And that's why we have such a, a, a liking to it. So probably oh, yes. wise that you're staying off of it. Um, all right. Anthony, you want to lead us off here with our first segment? 
Yeah. Um, so I know this is a little bit delayed, but there was a beef going on between Keenan Allen and um, Mike Evans a week or two ago. Um, Keenan Allen feels that he's being disrespected and then he and that he's still one of the top receivers in the league. Now, right. What I kind of want to dive into here since we've been for the past couple of weeks talking about draft strategies. Um, if you go heavy on the running backs in the first three rounds, um, what veteran wide receiver would you be comfortable taking as your wide receiver one? And the four that I want to throw out here are Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen. These guys have started to fall in drafts. Um, Mike Evans, his ADP on sleeper is 25.4. Um, Odell Beckham, his ADP is 46.4. Keenan Allen, 51.4, and T.Y. Hilton, 49.4. And when I've done mock drafts, Mike Evans uh, has fallen even later and gone at like the end of the third round. I've seen him go in like the fourth round even. Mm. So my question to you guys is, is there any of those four that you would take as your wide receiver one if you go running back heavy in the first three rounds, or four rounds even. And then I'll answer mine after you guys go first. Okay. Yeah, for me, I think uh, it's it's OBJ all the way uh, this season. Uh, for me, uh, you know, I'm a, a diehard Patriots fan, but Tom Brady cannot throw a deep ball. And uh, I think that, that gives Mike Evans a hard time. Uh, for Keenan and T.Y., both of them have new quarterbacks. Uh, so that, that can be tricky, even though that Philip Rivers is, is a veteran. Um, the other, the other side of the coin is T.Y. gets injured a lot. So, you know, you don't know if he's going to be all, all 16 games or, yep. or what. Yep. And, um, I mean, I also love Terod Taylor, but, uh, you know, that downfield accuracy is always a question mark. Is it Terod? Can we get a name pronunciation it's check? Terod. Is it Terod or Tyrod? Uh, he it's himself, Terod. uh, said it's Terod. Okay, good. Okay. Terod. Dave? Um, so, I I mean, I, hard to disagree. Okay, so if I, we're assuming we have running backs going off the board early on your team, I'm, I'll am i tell you who I'm definitely not comfortable with is my wide receiver one amongst those four, and it's T.Y. Hilton, that's for sure, because Moose touched on it. Um, always leaves games and gets injured. I've been a T.Y. Hilton owner for a couple of years, and very frustrating. He's super talented, but I, yeah, I would not have be comfortable with him as my wide receiver one. Keenan Allen I also would not be comfortable with because Tarod Taylor uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers, I don't think will be throwing the ball much. And Keenan Allen relies on volume. So it leaves Mike Evans and OBJ. And if it's if I already have two RBs on my team, I might, I'm might i definitely okay with OBJ because he has the talent to be a wide receiver one or the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, and Mike Evans, I wouldn't be happy with um, just because of the boom bust. Um, like last year, again, I'm a Mike Evans owner. I have been. He'll get. He'll have a game where he scores forty points, and you're 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 on cloud nine. You won you won the week, and then next week he gets uh, like one point for you. So, I'd probably be OBJ would be the the most comfortable with, and then maybe Mike Evans as a, a second option. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, you've all made some great points. Um, one thing that we look for in fantasy to is when you have a wide receiver one, you want them to be on the field the entire season because that's your go-to guy that is going to be the guy to get you the most points and you want to look at touchdowns for me ty hilton is out of like he's not a part of the conversation because 
He misses games. So we're agreed um, there. He he hasn't scored over seven touchdowns in his career, in his nine-year career. Um, Keenan Allen, I think the only reason why I wouldn't take him as a wide receiver one is because now he has a different quarterback. Before, his receptions were ridiculous. He had years where he had 104 receptions, 102, 97. Those were the past three years where he finished third he had and two. Four receptions one year? Uh, last year. That was last year at 104. That's wild, man. He finished eighth last year in half PPR. Right. Um, yeah, um, he, he hasn't had double digit touchdowns either. And he has a different quarterback, like I said before. So he's out of the question for me. Um, it's between Evans and OBJ. The reason why I'm leading more towards Evans is because in OBJ's career, he's had seasons where he's finished with playing tw- uh, only 12 games twice and four games once. You can't count on him, in my opinion. To me, it's 50-50. You don't know if he's going to finish the year or not, uh, his health. And on top of it, it didn't work well last year where he finished 26th out of the wide receivers. So for me... Playing with playing with an abdominal injury that needed surgery, though. Correct. Right? Okay. But the injury's going to be a concern. Right. And Mike Evans, this guy has finished in the top 12 four times. He's finished... 12th last year, 8th in 2018, 2nd in 2016, and 12th in 2014. And this guy has had double-digit touchdowns. Not as many as OBJ, but uh, I think it was one year less. OBJ's had three seasons where he's had double-digit touchdowns, and um, and Mike Evans, two where he had 12, and then the past two seasons, he's had eight. To me... He has a different who's, quarterback, who's and there's a lot throw of the deep ball, Anthony. Right, that's what I was getting into. <laughs> so Moose, maybe Moose the greatest quarterback that, of all time. Yeah, Moose is under the impression <laughs> that Brady or the Buccaneers are not going to have as great a season as everybody's thinking. All I have to say is, remember when Peyton Manning went to Denver, and remember when Bruce Arians, the coach for Tom Brady now, like revived Carson Palmer's career. Like, I don't think that they're going to clash. I think. Brady has something to prove, and with all these weapons, he's going to distribute the ball everywhere, kind of like how Peyton Manning did when he went to Denver. Mm. So I think uh, Evans... Tom Brady doesn't really spread the ball that much. Well, he's going to spread the ball. You're hearing it here first, and I'm willing to to, to do a beer bet with you that... Oh, um, my done. gosh. So done. are we going to... Okay, okay, okay. We're going to have the first ever... What a, what an episode of firsts here, guys. We have our first guest appearance uh, from Lauren, and now we're going to have our first ever beer bet on the table so the way we're going to do it is um is for beer bets we make the bet the loser at the end of the season or or whenever the the deal is done has to have their beer on on the podcast live well not live recorded but shotgun shotgun uh i don't know if we'll shotgun it i mean maybe (laughs) or or just chug your beer we got important equipment here we don't want to mess up but then just chug um, your beer it'll be done so what is the bet are we going to bet on tampa bay's record i'm uh uh well, As Moose has a problem with the entire Buccaneers team. So, mm-hmm. for me, we, like he's just got to pick one. Like right now, we're talking about receivers. I think Mike Evans will be a top. I'm going to say Mike Evans will be within the top 15 of wide receivers in half PPR. That's the bet, Moose. You taking it? Sure. So you're saying he's going to be outside the top 15? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that bet. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. You heard it here first. Mike Evans, a top 15 wide receiver. I'm saying draft him as your wide receiver one if you go running back heavy. 
Let's do this. Dave, I have a quick question. Oh, all right. Uh, you 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 mentioned that Mike Evans is boom or bust. I was just wondering what that means exactly. Lauren, thank you for your question. Um, first pop in from Lauren, I love it. So boomer bust is the term that we use in fantasy to refer to someone that could be like way better than you imagine and get you a ton of points, which is the boom, or do way worse than you intended that player to do and be the bust. And that could be on a game to game basis, or it could be for the whole year. So let's say you draft Mike Evans to be your number, your top 15 wide receiver, like Moose and Anthony are betting. He would be a bust if he ends up being, you know, the 20th overall receiver or even lower. That's a bust. He'd be a boom if he ends up in, in the top 10. So that's the boom or bust that we're talking about. And you can also refer to it each week. So Mike Evans, okay. if one week performs great and he's a top 10, he was a boom that week. And if he's 40th overall next week, he's a bust. Great question, Lauren. Does that answer it? That answers it. Thank you. And any other, for Lauren and any other listeners out there who are confused by all the terminology, we do have a ter terminology tutorial up on the podcast. Go check it out. All right. Is that about settle our uh, our uh, beer bet and our uh, wide receiver talk, Anthony? Yeah, I think it's good. Awesome. That was a great intro. I'm loving the energy. Let's keep it rolling. With the rest of the episode, we'd like to get into some do's and don'ts. So things that you want to do um, and things that you don't want to do for your fantasy season, most of them pertaining to the draft, um, but others that, that are, are not draft related. So I'm going to kick it off here and I'm going to talk about a major thing to do. And that is a ton of mock drafts, okay? So if you're not familiar with mock drafts, any of your platforms that you're using have mock draft op options, and it's just a, a practice draft, okay? And you can you cannot do too many mock drafts. It's the best way to practice, especially now that you probably know your draft position in your leagues, unless um, Anthony's your commissioner and you don't know yet. You'll get a really good sense of which players will be available to you each round as you're doing these mock drafts. And if you find yourself in a difficult position choosing between two players that you don't know, um, you can go back and do some research uh, on those players to get better prepared. Uh, and you can even practice employing some of our awesome draft strategies that we've talked about on the podcast and on our website uh, and practice those out and see how they work out for you. Like the early running back approach that Anthony mentioned today. Uh, the more mock drafts you do, the better prepared you'll be. Uh, for the real deal, and we don't want to be panicked on game day. I also highly recommend doing mock drafts the day of your draft, kind of like as a warm-up. Um, you know, imagine the draft is a football game. You don't want to go into the football game with no warm-up and pull a hamstring, which in this case would be accidentally drafting uh, Duke Johnson instead of David Johnson. Okay? So get out there and do some mock drafts. That's my first do. Oh, yeah. Cool. How about a don't? Anthony? Yeah, so... If you guys don't know me, I'm usually a pretty cocky guy. But this don't is don't brag after the draft is done. <laughs> Championships are not won on draft day. However, you are allowed to roast other people's teams. So you have no idea. Like like I said, drafts aren't <laughs> – your league is not won at the draft. So you can't, you can't be all high and mighty and like, look at my team. I'm going to win the league 100%. No. As much as I'd want to do that or – how I like I feel like doing that every year I don't because you really don't know injuries could happen there are so many scenarios where it won't work out in your favor but the hilarious thing to do is in your league uh, communication how we've talked about in many different ways roast the other people's teams oh, like yeah. it's so much 
better to just talk trash. And like we've said before, fantasy football is about talking trash and making fun of other people's teams or their results. So if you're not talking trash, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> if you're not talking trash, you're eating trash. And that doesn't make any sense. But all right, keep going, Anthony. No, but but that's pretty much it. Like uh, heckle the other teams, uh, make them feel uh, like they're gonna have the worst season of their life, and um, yeah, just just you know keep the intensity down a little bit. Wait till the season, and then you know once you start seeing the results and you start winning games, then you know you can start um, pumping yourself up, and then posting Agreed. on the message board and. And Agreed. talking crap. So love it. Moose, hit us with your first do. Actually, uh, Dave, I have a do that I was I was thinking. Oh um, what I heard, what you're supposed to do, and maybe you guys can chime in with what ones you've used in the past, but I was thinking is a do not to also come up with funny team names. Oh, as a do? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. If you're not going to win the championship, then the second prize is essentially having the cleverest name in your league. That would be prize yeah. number two. So if you're not winning a championship, come up with a clever name. What we like to do, I mean, you, you can go on and Google and probably find some really creative, you know, some names that are out there. But, you know, you're more than encouraged to try and come up with your own. I one time tried to combine a million names into one last year in one of our leagues, and it didn't really work out. What was it, Moose? It, it was, was terrible. It was um, <laughs> It was just terrible. <laughs> Zeking, it was Zeking a Camara to Diggs my Lutz, combining oh, uh, Zeke, Camara, Stefan Diggs, and Will Lutz. And then the guys were like, Well, what's a Lutz? And I was like, You know, like a figure skating move. And they were like, That's the worst. And I was like, Okay. But if you can come up with some sort of creative name with a player on your team, that's always, always yeah. a good one. And as a commissioner, sometimes I have, I, I get that feeling that when people just keep their name, like their team name as their name, I just feel like booting them out of the league. Like, what is the point of engaging in fantasy football oh, if you're not going to make an Is that not already a rule in our leagues? Yeah. If your name's I don't know, but, uh, you know, tr tradition is to try to make them as inappropriate as possible. And um, <laughs> well, the, some... <laughs> first, the first championship uh, I ever won um, was using the name uh, of Vince Wilfork, uh, who played for the Houston Texans and the Patriots. Oh. And uh, my team name was Will Fork on the first date. And that was, you know, a great team name and life philosophy, I think. Um, so, And he won the championship. So yeah. with a name like yeah. that, uh, definitely worked in his favor, it seems like. Yeah. But uh, let's rope her back in, boys. Let's bring it back to brass tacks with my yeah. do, which is do be prepared to play the waiver wire. So on draft day, you're going to want to get all the, all the best players and, you know, to make your team as strong as possible. And, uh, you know, have you been following our podcast? You're going to hear about sleepers and potential opportunities in players, but you're not going to be able to draft them all on draft day. So what you'll need to do is prepare to pick these players up later in the season. And, uh, you know, this will often mean that maybe a week before you think they're going to be uh, amazing or they're going to mm -hmm. blow up and break out, you have to have that foresight to grab them before the rest of your league. Uh, spoken from the waiver wire whisperer himself, who <laughs> sees things before they come to fruition. Moose has won two championships based off waiver wire. Very good do. Um, my next do is to have a pre-draft strategy in mind 
but don't get married to it. Don't get too attached because you never know how things are going to go down on draft day, especially if you're drafting the wild man like Moose. So you might have done a bunch of mock drafts, but then you get to draft day and things go completely different than you had planned. So you can go with the strategy, absolutely, but be flexible because if you're not and things aren't, you know, things are different than the way you had planned, you might get will forked. So make sure that, you know, <laughs> you might have players that you're targeting, but then things change. So for example, if you're expecting to grab a QB in a particular round, but you get to that round and there's like way more QBs that are still available than you had anticipated, then, you know, maybe draft a wide receiver or running back that's available and wait on your QB. So be flexible, have an idea in mind, but be flexible come draft day. Anthony, in the words of Bruce Lee, be like water, my friend. Ah, another one. You're hitting us with all (laughs) sorts of wisdom tonight, Moose. Yeah. Um, All right. uh, I'm going to get into another do. Um, And mine is pay attention to what positions others have drafted or more importantly, still need to draft. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, if there are three tight ends left on the board that you like and you're deciding whether to pull the trigger or not, take a quick scan and see if see how if how many teams after you still need a tight end that might give you an answer on pulling the trigger or not. Um, For me, that's an example for the tight ends. But for me, the most important position are running backs. So if you see, if you're expecting to still get a top running back, I don't know, like in the fourth or fifth round, and you're kind of not looking at the draft board, like at that point, most of the good running backs are off the board. So look at how the other teams are drafting. It's very important. Um, You you don't want to be like, we know uh, champions are not wanted the draft, but right. like you, you do have to pay attention to how other you people still need are to drafting. Have a good draft. You still need to have a good draft. Yeah, you need to have a good draft, and it's not all about you. It's kind of also realizing people after you. Like, if you find that other people after you are looking for running backs as well, and then you're like, ah, no, you know, I'll let it go this time, and then it's like the player after you is going to get that player that you should have taken. So it's like pull the trigger on players. Once you've looked at other people's teams, right? Pay attention. It's not just about you. Exactly. Keep it's your eyes open. Outperforming the other teams in your league. Pay attention. Well done. So, uh, Moose or Lauren, I, I'm 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 willing to bet. Might have a Lauren question here. Who's got the next do? Do have a quick question. So, what happens if you do do a panic pick? Ah, if you do do a panic pick, meaning you, you freaked out and you, you just you nab someone that you didn't want to? Well, here's the thing. So, you know, if you're a beginner, it's your first draft. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the people before you. You're looking at the people after you. You're looking at who's available. Suddenly, your minute and a half is dwindling and you panic pick. Um, I have a good response to this. Go for it, Anthony. Um, whatever platform you're drafting on, enter the draft... You're allowed to enter your drafts. I think most of the time it's 30 minutes before the actual draft. Enter the draft early. Look at your draft board. See where the player queue is. If you ever, if you find yourself as a frantic or anxious or nervous person or indecisive, put players in the player queue. So that way, if whether you make a panic pick or you run out of time, a player that you have in mind will be in your queue and it will take that player. So use the player queue. That's a good call. And probably put the queue in order of of preference. So you're next. You can put as many players as you want in it. And as players are drafted, 
by other teams, they will be removed from your queue. So just make sure you have players in there if you find yourself a panicky person or unsure. Yep, same way you queue up uh, playlist uh, songs in your playlist for Spotify. Put the ones you want up next. All right, so well, that was I a good think, one. Uh, I think I'm up for the next do. Let's do it. Do it. This one's a quick one, but it's an important one. It's uh, do pay your league dues on time. So there's always going to be one person in your league who pays the dues on draft day, five minutes before draft. But it's important that you get that dues in uh, if you are in a paid-to-play league early and make sure to have strong consequences for the people who don't pay, meaning maybe they don't get to draft. Well, that reminds me. I think I, uh, Anthony, I got to send you 20 bucks. Hold on. <laughs> Only one person in our two-player keeper league has paid. And our consequence will be that if the draft starts and you have not paid, the league fees are doubled for you. Okay, I'll get on it after. Uh, let's just uh, finish recording this podcast. I got a don't for you guys. And a don't is don't, especially for beginners out there, please listen, don't pick every sleeper or breakout candidate you read about. So I remember my first season playing fantasy football. I had no idea what I was doing. And I read a couple of articles and found lists of sleepers and breakouts. And those are the players that I had in mind. Um, and then I went to the draft and I grabbed as many of them as I could possibly could. However, sleepers are sleepers for a reason that they don't all work out. Okay. So you want to have a balance of other reliable players and studs besides just sleepers. So don't fill your roster with all of them. Um, you know, let's mix it up. Anthony, what about you? All right. So the last one for me is another do do participate in league conversations and votes for league rules and draft dates. There's nothing more annoying than putting up a poll or asking, like in Sleeper, in the message board, you can put at all, so it's addressed to the whole league, or you can at an individual person to address that person. You know, if somebody didn't pay a league due or or whatever the reason. But you have to be engaged. Like, there's nothing more annoying. Like, I, I we put up a poll in uh, our two-player keeper about deciding the draft date. Yes, I understand as a commissioner, I'm late sending the poll. But we've got time. We've got a month. So I put up the, the draft dates, and three people have voted. And everybody freaks out for dates because nobody's on the same page or people have vacations here or mm -hmm. going on this road trip or whatever, but nobody's answering. So people want, <laughs> like, just be involved. So it settles debates or or issues quickly to move on 100 percent agree 100 percent. moose can you hit us with a don't don't believe the hype <laughs> meaning you're gonna see a lot of stuff on web pages instagram twitter you know maybe if you followed us on all three of those platforms you'd see some of the hype but three uh, b fantasy pod, pod. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it is just hype. Uh, coaches want to get you excited about their teams for obvious reasons. They've, uh, you know, they put down a lot of money on new rookies, so they're always going to say really good things. But and, and that is important to take into account. But what's more important is that you assess the situation, look at the players around them, look at the coaching staff, look at the the schedule, and make the assessment for yourself. Create your own rankings. Create a cheat sheet of notes that you bring to your draft um, and and really make it your own. Don't depend entirely on what, uh, you know, some hype man is selling you. 
Agreed. Couldn't agree more. And my next don't, and our second to last one, is don't panic after the first week of your league. So this is post-draft. We've already had the first week, especially because we're in a COVID year and there's, you know, it's a very different situation. Um, don't overreact to how your team did, whether it was good or bad. Okay, so give it another week. Give it until maybe after week three before you make any really bold moves. So, for example, if you drafted a rookie hoping that they're going to break out and get some some big playing time and they didn't score that many points in week one, you know, don't be too quick to drop them. See what their snap count was. See what the coach says. It might be worth waiting on them and giving them a couple more weeks before you drop them. That's my don't. Do we have one more don't in the uh, in the cards? I think we have one more don't. Yeah, moves. And that is don't set it and forget it. You join this league to play. So play every week. Don't just set your lineup and then leave it the way it is, uh, you know, for the entire season. Come into each week with a plan to maximize your pointage. You play you know, everyone, to win the game. Thank you, David. You, I was, you finished my sentence. I was uh, about to say, boom. I was about to say, you play to win the game. And you, and you beat me to it. But yeah, <sighs> Sorry. come every week, strategy, win it. Playoffs? Playoffs. That's the, other, that's the other that's the other classic quote well that uh wraps up our do's and don'ts segment there's some real gems in there so hopefully uh, especially you beginners out there are listening to those do the do's do do the do's and don't do the don'ts um <laughs> that about wraps it up for us lauren do you have a parting question for us a our first I, official listener question i do have a question so what i was wondering is do you guys think that the college that college football should be canceled this season? Mm, very poignant question. Ooh, interesting. So for me, I I think it should be canceled, and and the reason being is that these are not professional athletes; these are kids. These are kids. They're students. They don't do. Oh, the universities and and NCAA profit a lot off of them, and it's it's not fair to put. Uh, them at risk when they're not professionals and not being compensated appropriately for it. Um, so I think that, and and there's so many risks involved in the NFL. It's different. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You know, the risks you sign off for it. You could opt out if you choose, um, and, you know, and they're going to be doing things a lot safer um, in the college. You're dealing with all sorts of, uh, of unknowns. And I think it's just too risky and we shouldn't be putting those college athletes in harm's way. So that's, that's my two cents as, as much as that sucks. I think that's what yeah. I'm going to do. For selfish reasons, I kind of want this season to happen, but like uh, Dave said, they're they're kids and they're dumb, and we don't we don't know if the they'll follow protocol, and also their resources in college are less than the NFL. So yeah, cancel the season. I agree, Moose. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, and if if canceling the season means that some players, you know, have to go to unfortunate situations, I would hope that. Uh, the college uh, takes care of them the same way they would uh, had the season uh, continued. Well said. Well, I think that about does it for uh, this episode um, on the podcast of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. Lauren, thank you so much for being here and hitting us with those awesome questions. We really appreciated having you. Did you have fun? I did. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was it was a pleasure, and uh, hopefully you're honored. Pleasure. You might go down in history as the first ever guest on on uh, you know the famous Ballers, Beers, and Banter. <laughs> All right. Well, that about does it for us. Um, thanks again. Thanks to all of you for listening. Stay tuned. Happy drafting. And we will see you next time. Ciao.